When looking for a new home, location is so important. And as sports fans, you obviously want to be close to your favorite sports teams. So if you're in the market of buying a new home, you gotta check out Aria Denver Homes. They are located just 10 minutes away from downtown, Coors Field, Pepsi Center, and Bronco Stadium at Mile High. So what makes Aria Denver unique is the home buying process is all about you. You know, we offer free home inspections. We make sure we're in a great location in Denver, um, as well as we outreach into the community and have a lot of involvement with a lot of different businesses, as well as, you know, parks and other areas in the location. Like Tyler mentioned, Aria Denver believes the home buying process is all about you. That's why they offer that free home inspection, customizable finishes, and brand new appliances. But that's not all. So we specifically have a greenhouse on campus at Aria um, that residents are able to sign up for a subscription service and have fresh veggies delivered to, to their door each week. And then we also have a great relationship with Regis University. So our partnership with Regis allows residents to have access to the fitness center and gym. Move today where everyone wants to live tomorrow. To learn more, go to www.aria.denverskylofts.com or call them today at 720-372-1022. Clock has struck midnight here in the Denver Broncos press box high above that field that doesn't actually have a name that we determined last time, but it's in Mile Broncos Stadium at Mile High, where just oh what is it, Zach? Uh eight plus twelve, like twenty hours until the, the buffs play. Very good. Very good. And Ryan, actually, this stadium right now. Except I see Broncos in one place right now. Otherwise, it is a nameless, faceless stadium right now. Literally, there are two things on the field. They both say 100. And that's about what this podcast is about to be. Keeping it 100. And I told Zach we'd be out of here by 1 a.m., but that's incorrect. We're not keeping it 100 in that respect. We're not keeping it 1 semicolon zero zero. (laughs) Uh, tonight, but we're going to try to be efficient. You think we'll be out of here before 2.36? We're definitely going to, we're going to be a lot faster than last time <laughs> because your boy has a, a 9.40 a.m. tea time. Ooh, getting the day started nice and early on the course. Oh yeah. I feel like people who listen into this podcast literally know like my personal traditions at this point because they've been listening for long. They're like, oh yeah, RK's uh rocky mountain showdown morning tea time classic this tradition has probably changed a little bit because you're probably gonna have some strawberry skies out on the course this year man got them chilling in the fridge strawberry skies on the course then you come back freshen up real quick get your rocky mountain showdown outfit on Go meet up with the boys and let the party begin. Is the outfit the same every year? No, no, no. No, don't come at me like, no, I wouldn't <laughs> do that. That's so something you would do. 
Um, yeah, I, mean, I know. For this game, I'm shocked you don't have a special outfit. All, all the way down to I, the tidy whities I have. I in, in college, I had like a favorite tank that I like to to wear. See, there but, you go. Uh, I just, you know, I don't know about <laughs> You're wearing. Above a, that now, I'm above wearing the <laughs> tank to the game. I think. I don't know. Maybe I'll make a last minute decision that I want to wear the tank tomorrow. Is it the CU tank that I've seen? Yeah, it's the one that I wear. It's like my home jersey. I can see that. I can see that. That's a nice one, though. I it's mean, it, it definitely has the buffs written all over it. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, but I could talk about the Rocky Mountain Showdown all day. Uh, we do have to talk about the Broncos on this podcast. That's what our job entails from us. And I do have to remind you guys, speaking of things that are my job, that the BSN Broncos podcast is brought to you by The Green Solution, which has 17 Colorado locations and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. Get on your phone right now. Go to their website, mygreensolution.com. Order your flour, your concentrates, your edibles, or whatever else you need, and then head to the closest Green Solution for pickup. Use the code BSN20, and you'll get 20% off your entire purchase. Well, Zach, we made it through... The longest, coldest winter in history. Hallelujah. <laughs> that was way off. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was some of your best work, honestly. Uh, the five-game preseason, which really didn't oh, seem God. that bad. It's, it sounds even worse. <laughs> it really didn't seem that bad on the surface. I was like, oh, training camp starts a week earlier. Cool. Like, uh, Less time for us to have to come up with content in the offseason. Oh, one more preseason game. How bad could it be? <laughs> Those were famous last words. I like. I remember a time where I was looking forward to the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, yeah. You were uh, you were so young and optimistic back then. I honestly feel like I have probably have gray hairs because of this preseason. <laughs> Multiple years have been taken off of my life. We're talking about a month and a half ago. This thing started, and we're we still don't know the final roster. It's been like forty-five days since they opened training camp. That's wild. And here's my biggest my biggest complaint, and, and I'm not going to whine about the preseason the whole time, I promise, because <laughs> I've been doing that a lot this week. <laughs> my biggest complaint is, Zach, what do we know more about this team than when they opened up the Hall of Fame game? Oh, boy. We know that some guys are injured. We do know that some guys are injured. We know that Malik Reed is the dream killer. He's legit. We know that Bradley Chubb is probably going to go beast mode this season. We know uh, I'm running out of things. We know that Brandon McManus has to be on. Yep. We, we know that Brandon McManus is going to get a lot of opportunities. <laughs> um, but, but even then, like, we didn't see enough of the first team to get any sort of pattern. We, don't, we saw, like, what, three drives or four drives from the, the first team defense. Th- that's the thing. Is like we went through five preseason games and just didn't learn anything. That's what, that's what has me, uh, me tired You know right what now. we learned? That there's a lot of question marks all over this team. Certainly. We learned that we don't know a lot. We learned that we <laughs> didn't learn anything. <laughs> and we have a lot to learn. We learned that we have a lot to learn. So are we thinking next year with fewer preseason games, we'll know more? I don't know. I'm <laughs> confused now. But at least we're not, um, we don't cover the buffs because Henry has literally seen them on the field one time. That's mind blowing. Yep. Well, One would you practice. would you rather? Well, I probably shouldn't ask you. Would you rather cover the Rams, where you can watch some of practice, but you have to be there at six a.m. Ooh. 
<laughs> There's a lot of negatives in the sentence you just said. Covering the Rams, being there at 6 a.m. And then you know what? I think, huh, it's not a surprise why the Broncos dominate this state. They have things nicely at, you know, 9 a.m. start for training camp. Practices now in the season start at noon, 1 o'clock. It's a lot more friendly, right? Why aren't you that made, you just made a great point there, <laughs> Zachary David Stevens. What are these other teams doing? Do they want people to like them? I'm saying like not only should they have the cushiest time, yep, uh for when the media should come. There should be food there. They should offer lunch yeah. every day. Yep. And have it set up so people are like, "Ah, oh, man, well, the big story is the Broncos, but <laughs> The Buffs, it's Taco Tuesday down there in Boulder. I got to think twice about which uh, which practice I'm going to go to. And how expensive was that? What, what do they call it? The Dreamers Athletic Facility or something up there to see you? <laughs> the Champion Center? The Champion Center. How expensive was that? I think it was like uh, $250 million. And this stadium, the stadium they built up at CSU, that's about 250 as well. So they clearly have the money. You can you can throw a little two dollar tacos out there. <laughs> it's probably less than that. I mean, you think you get a package of ground beef for seven ninety nine? What about some Impossible Meat? Uh, well, now they're I mean now they're attracting the vegetarian community <laughs> of the media. You make a great point. They're actively detracting mm-hmm. from their media by just saying like, oh yeah, if you come if you drive all the way up here from Denver to Boulder. Uh, we'll let you talk to the coach for five minutes. Yeah, no, thank you. No, thank you. That's why tomorrow, today, I should say, Ryan, happy Rocky Mountain Showdown Day. Now are you getting a little nervous? Because I asked you earlier and you said, no, I'm fine. Just tomorrow I'll be nervous. Is it tomorrow? Uh, I, no, but I'm just, okay. I'm in game, I'm still in Broncos game mode. Oh, you got you got so much in game mode for this game that you're still in it. You're locked and loaded. You know what? Uh, when not, when the lights come on, <laughs> I just I go into the zone and, and wow. I can't be brought out until uh, until I go to bed. What'd you learn tonight? I learned that <laughs> same things <laughs> that Malik Reed. Uh, no, I actually did learn that Malik Reed is is pretty dope. So I I mean, you, once you start doing it enough, like what is it? Once is coincidence. Twice is once is chance, twice is coincidence, three times is a pattern. Yeah, you could pretty much say any saying and say it's a saying, and I buy it. I think that's the right one there, and and that's how I feel about Malik Reed. Like, man, you put him out there for long enough, he's gonna produce. Um, and I went from like nice story, could make the team, to now I'm like, they can't afford to not give him plays on defense every week. Exactly. Now I have a question for you: How much should he play during the regular season? Ten percent of the snaps. Do you change Von Miller and Bradley Chubb's snap count to get Malik on the field? Let's say they were going to play ninety percent of the snaps. Do you bump him down to eighty-five? No, probably okay. not. Okay. But 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 I agree. Let's say he goes out there and and you play him f- ten snaps. He gets a sack week one. All right. Well, now you have to say like, hmm, what's going to happen if we give him twenty? Is he a, a sack every time he gets ten snaps? You know so. You, so what are you doing, bumping Bradley Chubb down to the defensive end role and putting him on there? Because you're not taking Bradley off the field. Yeah, it's a great problem to have. Yep. It's a great, great problem to have. Is that a mouse trap? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It's a mouse trap that there's a lot of brown on the bottom, which the bottom is flipped up, so I'm thinking there's been a lot of commotion 
that's gone on. In Rats that. have just been walking by this thing and just <laughs> dropping and do something. <laughs> and then, and then they go up above our heads in the ceiling and run around as we do late night pods. <laughs> I can't believe there's just a mouse trap in plain sight right here. It, there's, it's not like it should be hidden, and it's not. There's, <laughs> you are shook by this. It's been kicked around. <laughs> like, why is it that color? Those are small mice as well. I feel like I can smell it. <laughs> <laughs> what if one just, I don't know, would he scurry out? Would he slowly well, walk out? It would be a pretty un- poor trap if it just it was able to get out of it. And it, it doesn't, oh, no, he kicked it. Oh, there's, yeah, it does kind of seem like there's feces in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the things that we learn by being here this late i see one other person in the press box do you see more you kind of have a better view i see one but i i knew there was like eight when we sat down here and i haven't seen that many leave yet wow just like the mice they're just all scurrying away yeah they might be they might have got caught in a (laughs) mousetrap over there you never know uh so anyways malik reed baller um (laughs) we had a funny conversation in the press box, we were like, all right, what are the storylines from this game? And and one of the things that came up, like, did Kevin Hogan do enough to solidify himself as the backup? And, like, I actually felt – I, I kind of had a positive feeling about Kevin Hogan's performance and then opened up the old uh, stat sheet there. 13 for – 12 for 23, uh, uh, a meager amount of yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Yeah, and at halftime – uh, or when Rippin came in, I said, well, uh, I said that nearly the exact same thing. I said, Kevin did enough to be the backup. <laughs> you pulled up the stats around to me. Last thing you said was 48 passer rating. Oh. Oh, Kev. I don't know. I mean, what do you, and then Brett comes in. But in, it's because Kevin does a great job of starting hot or starting okay. And actually tonight I think was his best start. I think he was five for five for 60 yards or something uh, and led him to a field goal. The Broncos are good at getting field goals on their first drive, and Kevin did that, so you just have a good feeling about him. And then what? If he started 5 for 5, that means he went 7 of 18 to finish the half? Ay, 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 ay. What did Brett do? 8 for 11. Ooh. Oh, nice. 86 yards. Okay. Mm. No touchdowns, one pick, 57 passer rating. Oh, it really went downhill there at the end. It did. How did the Broncos win? 20 points. Yeah. Did, you did the research. Is that a uh, is that a preseason high? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Woo! Shoot off the fireworks. Vance preseason. Joseph, Vance Joseph's defenses just can't stop anything. Ouch. There Actually, was some... this was like a very Vance Joseph game in terms of the score. Yeah. 20 points isn't bad to give up. But then your offense goes out and scores seven. Yeah. Thanks, well, Kevin you're throwing Murray. Chad Kanoff out there, <laughs> and, and he's just Chad Kanoff. <laughs> what can you do when he's when he's Chad Kanoff? When your quarterback just decides to Chad Kanoff. He's Chad Kanoff, and you're just watching from the sidelines. You're humiliated, embarrassed. <laughs> Uh, there's not. I mean, that's that's what you're left. You're left to your own devices th- at that point. And of course, when you're <laughs> when your quarterback's <laughs> jacking off, of course he's gonna put up a 12 passer rating. Oh, 
<laughs> he really put up a 12 passer rating? One, two, yep. Oh, my God. He needs to focus more on playing football. <laughs> oh, wait. That's just his name. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, wow. I'm glad that we got another Chad Kanoff bit out of this preseason. That's probably the best thing that's happened all preseason. Yeah, we, we did that one last year, too. So hopefully we can do it next year. I'm at the point now where I've been covering the Broncos long enough that every time I think I have a clever tweet, I'm like, oh, no, did I already do this one? <laughs> Dude, you got to use one of those today. Yeah, I don't think I had done the meandering river yet. Mm, did it work? Did it hit? No, it didn't land. I think it was too, honestly too good for people oh. to notice it. Oh. Like, people didn't even realize it was a pun. You're too smart. Yeah. You're too good looking. Uh-huh. You're too funny. Yes. I was going to say, that's why you don't have a girlfriend, but that wouldn't be true. Yep, that would be untrue. <laughs> um, no, I said, River Craycraft meandered around the defense for a gain of 15 yards, and I think, honestly, it was just so smooth that people didn't realize it. It was smooth. It It, it was smooth. It was smooth. But do you think... So you use that because you didn't think necessarily you'd ever be able to use that again. Do you think that you should have saved it? Uh, I will tell you how I feel about that on the other side of this break. <laughs> Tax debt is impeding the growth of millions of small businesses in the U.S. That's why Symbio Tax and Administration's goal is to enable small businesses and individuals to make informed and calculated decisions when it comes to their taxes. Symbio Tax provides small business owners with expert services in resolving tax liabilities and providing financial clarity. I would recommend George to anybody who has to deal with the IRS. His strengths and depth of knowledge make him really valuable. You know, over the course of years as a real estate broker, I've had the opportunity to talk with many different tax people. But the one thing I have found with George is he was very easy to work with. He was very articulate. Symbio Tax is experienced in preparing returns for all income levels, as well as securing penalty abatements and settlements for qualified individuals that sometimes save the taxpayer thousands. George was able to save us about $7,000, and of course, you know, being an independent real estate broker, $7,000 is a substantial amount of money, and it was really nice to get that dealt with. They offer free consultations, so be sure to check out SymbioTax.com for more information. That's S-Y-M-B-I-O. Zach, you asked me before the break if I felt I burned the River Craycraft meandering around the defense pun too soon. And I think the real question was there was, do you think River Craycraft is going to make the team and make plays this season? And yes, I believe he is your punt returner. He is your starting punt returner this year, but he made a play and I just couldn't risk that being the only play all he made all year so i uh took my chances there i'll probably just bring it back if it happens again didn't, didn't get enough action right because you were too smart you got to dumb it down for us common folk right maybe i'll say like uh river craycraft meanders around the defense causing erosion <laughs> uh as he f- gets into the flow of the game so, wow I, that that wasn't really dumbing it down. That was making it more complicated. But it was that, making in a way it, but, where people can but pick like, up. There's three it. touch points on the pun. Ah. So like by the third one, you're like, oh the, oh is, oh that's what he's is doing. Is that the art of the pun? Is touch points? 
I usually just don't. I don't want to have to explain anything about it. I just want to lay it out in front of you, and you're you, you're supposed to just get it. How would Chad Kanoff do with touch points? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of touch points there. <laughs> Anyways, you're for Craycraft. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so yeah, River Craycraft, he made the team tonight. Um, a 15-yard return. Congratulations. That's all it takes uh, for you to be something just crunched <laughs> yeah. under my foot. Did you hear that? Yeah. I think I think it was the internet cord. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't. What is it that? It wasn't. It looks like cat food. So it probably <laughs> is something from an animal. <laughs> oh man, wow. these late night pods Holy are something else. Cow. Um, but speaking of river. Yes. Didn't the return seem like it was 34 yards? I thought it was 98 to the house. Do, didn't didn't Kelvin McKnight's feel like 98 to the house? Yes. After that, and it's like, holy cow, Kelvin McKnight just definitely uh, overtook River Craycraft with that return. Now, I know he stepped out, so it was shorter than it seemed. But then you go back, Rivers was 15, and Kelvin's was 17. I mm. mean, those are like, you should be getting those... Every single game, you should have a 15-yard return from just an average returner. And then, you know, a few for two, and it averages out to eight. You, you should be getting those all the time. These were, like, so good that we thought they were just absolutely amazing plays. I mean, the Broncos scored 20 points tonight, and I felt like it was an offensive outburst. <laughs> I thought it was like a college football Pac-12 <laughs> game out there. I'm like, wow, this is pretty wild. I mean, what happened to the old days of defense? <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, uh, the expectations have been, I guess, specifically at that position, because I always have to come back to the fact that we just don't know anything about the starters. They're barely, they've barely been out there. But at least at the punt returner position, I think we did see the starters, and the expectations are just so low. I mean, I think you, you go with River Craycraft because he did show he has a little bit of, you know, possibility to make a play, but he also has very sure hands, and... If you're in a pinch and you need him to play some wide receiver, he's also reliable in that regard. And after the game, Vic said something which kind of just solidified it in my mind about about River being the guy. Uh, he was asked about the punt returns. He said they did better, obviously. I thought River had a good game, too. He caught some balls and looked confident catching it, which he has that. What has, has Vic and I mean, Vance said this, Gary Kubiak said this, with a returner, you need a guy that can first catch the ball. That's the most important thing. When Vic tonight after the game, not not prompted to say this, but it's just very casually asked about him, he says, River is the guy that's catching the balls. To me, it says, the Broncos know they're not going to go out and get a dynamic returner and find that. So they just want a guy that's going to be safe with the ball. And Vic has said it so many times where I pick up on the cues of the guy they're they're most comfortable with is River. What's going on down there? I don't know. I'm very interested. I mean, we're working hard up here, but these grounds crew guys are oh. putting in putting in some serious time here. I think they are current. Well, first of all, I just realized that this guy in the middle of the field who's doing the lines <laughs> – He's got to have. He's got to go do the uh, college hash marks, which are oh. wider. So he's got a, a, some work ahead of him. What do you? Oh, and they're going over the other lines and spraying them off. No, they're spraying them with paint to get them off. 
Because those, those are the NFL hash lines. Yeah, but I don't think they're trying to get rid of them. What's the other guy doing? What's this guy doing? I guess he's spraying oh, you something. Look, no, he is. Maybe he's spraying green paint. Yeah, over yeah, them. Yeah, something. So, that, so people don't get confused. Yeah, because you got to get rid of them. All right. These guys are painting the sideline. Yep. Putting in a nice crisp line there. How many? So what? We have officially three guys. With four fo- three followers, <laughs> those are that's what um, the visual representation of what a quality control coach looks like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they kind of just stand around and watch. You're doing good. You're doing good. Quality Looking straight. Quality Looking straight. It's good. <laughs> quality. Yeah, it's controlled it's, right now. It's really amazing what happens in this stadium. I mean, the field looks it looks a tiny bit. It looks like there was maybe a a mascot versus kids game here tonight but it doesn't look like there was an nfl game on the field tonight and in less than 24 hours they flipped this into being the biggest college game in this state that is uh quite impressive we'll keep you guys updated because i know you are locked in on what's going on with the grounds crew so we'll make sure to circle back around to that later um because we know it's good content zach there was one person and we dropped a couple articles after the game so make sure you check those out and hey if you haven't check them out because you can't check them out because you're not a subscriber well then you better run Run, run. that's like my it's my emergency noise like (laughs) (laughs) what did i get your attention you got my attention i thought you were just saying run in a weird way (laughs) run (laughs) run Oh my God! Whoever's idea it was. Oh, you were here. One of the commenters said, "Well, we need a soundboard, so we can clip sounds and bring them back later." That'd like, be great. They're like, "I so badly want you guys to be able to drop the 49ers air horn." <laughs> Will you give that person a quick little 49ers Maybe. air horn? How did it sound? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. It was like. That's pretty good. That was like a that was like one from the Bay Area, like a. <laughs> oh my God! I feel bad for anyone who can hear this stupid podcast, including the, our listeners. Yeah, that's why the the only guy I can see is literally packing up right now. He's like, all right, that's, that's I almost cursed. So that's enough. Um, what were we talking about again? Oh yeah, Broncos camp. Yes, could be gone as we speak. It could be gone, and and so. Um, you better test your luck and run to the computer and get it in right now because it is done today, Friday, as you're listening to it, is the final day. Seriously, don't wait. Broncos camp. You get the free shirt. You get the $10 off. You get us. You get every sport that we do here at BSN, including the showdown. You can get all the coverage for that. Uh, If you hit this code, Broncos Camp and Ryan, we've ran this promo for so long. The bosses forgot about it, kept it open for so long that they're saying enough, enough. We're not going to be doing another one of these for a long time. So don't wait any longer. That's Broncos Camp. And let me tell you, you are going to want to be along for the ride this year. Absolutely. So you're going to go on there and we have a 53-man roster final prediction, including the, the practice squad, so really the 63-man roster. Uh, and, Zach, I know you made a rundown. I didn't read it. Uh, once since you left, I've just gone rogue. I don't even <laughs> read the rundowns, but I have something I want to talk oh. about. So 
I'm going to do it because I'm the host. <laughs> um, <laughs> we made the 53-man roster. We collabed on it. Yep. R-K-X-Z-S. Yep. Um, X, that's how they do it. Yeah, with the X. So the X is pretty big. Um, there was one place that we disagreed. Mm. The whole roster, we we kind of we debated on things. But we always came to a decision we could agree on except for one place. After the break, we're going to discuss just exactly who was right, who was wrong, or who had the best case. Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger maybe a remodel and so we certainly have preferred people to piper and piper to them from residential commercial and industrial piper electric can handle all of your electrical needs They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. Short segment there, but it was just a good time for a tease. Just had to throw the tease in there. Uh, So... One place that you and I disagreed on the entire 53-man roster where we just couldn't see eye to eye. The fifth inside linebacker position? The fourth. Fifth? Fifth. Fifth? The fifth inside linebacker Mm -hmm. position. Might not even exist. Mm -hmm. This was where you and I simply just agreed to disagree. I got to ask you. We almost went to blows, but it didn't happen. What did we do, checking off? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, um, anyways, we almost fought, but we just decided to agree to disagree and put a slash in there and, and clarify it. Hmm. Ryan, really quick, how many people tonight, tomorrow, do you think you're talking about the fifth debating the fifth inside linebacker position? Well, because CU and CSU don't offer food to their media and have terrible times <laughs> to show up, probably a lot of people. <laughs> oh, right. You're probably right. Now, here's why it will be Josh Watson if there is a fifth. I'm not even convinced there's going to be a fifth, but I believe it will be a guy that played on this field one year ago from tomorrow, one year last year. 365 days ago. Ago from tomorrow, 364 days ago. From today, was he but one of those tomorrow. guys that was chasing Lavisca Chenault all over the field? I, we don't have to get into details like that. But number fifty-four, here's why I think he makes it: is he's just been the guy during during all of training camp. He and in AJ Johnson were neck and neck, neck and neck, neck and neck for the first what thirty days, thirty-two days of the forty-five days up until now since training camp started of uh, being the backup. And I really have liked. What I've seen from Josh Watson, I think, actually, question for you. Why has Alexander or A.J. Johnson separated himself 
it, from Josh Watson. It's just a little bit better. But just a little bit, right? Yeah. And then when you're a little bit better, you're going to get the start every time. And then it just seems like there's more separation. I don't think there's that much separation between the two. There isn't. So then how is a guy who we both believe Alexander Johnson is probably a lock right now? Yep. How is he going from... How is Alexander a lock when a guy that's just a little bit below him is not making the team for a guy that's making a position change? Yes, so you went with Josh Watson, and I went with another guy who's made big plays um, not 365 days ago, but what's 365 times two, Zach? Uh, that'd be like 730. 30. Yeah, 730. 730 days ago today, Jamal Carter was uh, shining out, and it was the infamous dog-in-the-box named Baby Monster article, uh, and he made the team. But... Obviously, he's dealt with injuries ever since then. And so the, here's here's the reason why I'm going with it. And I'll just admit this right, right now. Josh Watson is better than Jamal Carter right now. But Vic Fangio is a, is a linebacker guru. And I think he sees the ceiling for Jamal Carter. And, and I think it's fair to say that the ceiling is higher for Jamal Carter at that position than it is for Josh Watson. So for the Broncos, who have now, at the bottom of their roster, it is really pretty slim pickings. I think if you're going to inactivate a guy anyway, most weeks, go with the guy with the higher ceiling and see if you can develop him while you keep him around. Have you got a feeling about how the Broncos view Jamal Carter? I wasn't sure if it was... We have so many safeties we like already. Let's just give this guy a final shot, kind of on his way out, see if if we can just find this gem in him. Is it that, or is it, okay, we see something in this guy, let's move him to inside linebacker. Then he'll have, you know, what would this be, a, a junior redshirt season, whether he's the, the fifth guy on the active roster or whether he makes the practice squad. We really see something in him. I haven't got... I don't think Vic has tipped his hand one way or the other. I think it's the latter of them saying, hey, this guy can play. We don't have a place for him at safety. We have a lot of needs at linebacker. And I, and, and Vic saying, I think I can turn him into a linebacker. So that's another reason why I'm kind of higher on Jamal than you. Is I just think they're saying, all right, this guy might be able to be something. Obviously, we have to give him time to bulk up and change into the position because you can't. It's not like you just expected him to go out there and make the team in two weeks out of position. So I think they're giving and they're going to give him a chance. And here's why I I am confident. Oh, and one last thing: special teams ace, really good special teams player. It's true. Yeah, the Broncos really do value those good special teamers like Dakota Watson. Oh, Stop. Wait. Oh man. The, sorry about that, Dakota. But. Here's why, here's why I feel confident in going Josh Watson is because, Ryan, you may not have Todd Davis week one. You're gonna, you think you're going to have Josie Jewell. Then let's, bat, let's go to the backup. So Joe Jones. Oh, well, he's not going to be there week one. Okay, so let's go to another backup, Alexander Johnson. That's your fourth guy who is a starter come week one. It, it, that is very much a possibility. So the backup to your two starters – 
the only backup that you have, that fifth guy that we're talking about right now, is going to play and is going to play the position, is going to need to know what to do come week one, uh, can't be lost out there. Heck, he may be making the calls and, and leading the defense on the field. You can't put a guy that's, what, th- at that time he'll be, you know, three, three and a half weeks into learning the position. You can't do it. You can't do it. And I think that both Jamal Carter and uh, Josh Watson will fall to the practice squad if you cut either of them. So I don't really think that it's that this debate is that big of a deal because I do think they'll both be on the team come Sunday night in some form. But that's why I just think you, you got to go with the guy that plays that position. That's a fair take. Maybe I'm just I just can't give credit to anyone uh, CSU and the I'm like not 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 on purpose just subconsciously especially right now knowing our luck they're just gonna keep three inside linebackers and <laughs> all of this will be a moot point. <laughs> uh, all right, that's what I, that was my thing that I want to talk about. What do you want to talk about? I'll let you do that in a second. But first, WGT Zach, there were some great efforts in WGT this week and some efforts that would have won last week but did not win last but 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 did not win this week you want to know why why because my man billy pilgrim just went ahead and threw it in the hole what do you mean threw it in the hole hole in one aced it he's an ace he aced the hole what he sure did so congratulations to him and what's funny is he also had the second best submission. He got .71 away. Wow. Who is this guy? I don't know. He's a pro, though. Is this Tiger? We will probably. He sounds so good that we might not even allow him to win next week. Oh, my gosh. So he's, he's easily going to beat both of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, what'd you get? What'd you get? I asked you first. Well, you beat me. I got a 4.11. Oh, I had a 3.5. Uh, 3.5. I have the screenshot if you want it. I, I trust you. All right, I good. trust you. Um, a lot of really great submissions this week, so make sure you guys keep getting in on that. Uh, I think we've opened up the window. If you missed a little, if you missed week one or week two, you can still have a chance at the grand prize. Just get in right away. Get in right away. Uh, and, and this week... We are going, we're not just going to do a traditional par three because I realize we're going to be doing this for a while, so we can't just only do par threes. So we're moving to a new course, but we're doing the first hole at Kiowa Island. Ooh. Kiowa Island, it's the third option, and it's the same process. You go to the same things, you just scroll one course over, you click on Kiowa Island, and we're just going to do the first one. It's just a 140-yard shot from the fairway. Who can get it closest? That'll be me. Maybe you'll finally beat me. <laughs> I hope you, I hope, you know, I, for your confidence, I think it'd be important for you to win this. This course, you guys are going to go out there, play this closest to the whole challenge. Then you're, you're just going to go and play this course, 18 holes. Beautiful on the beach oh. in sunny South Carolina. Dang it. <laughs> I thought you still thought it was Hawaii. Did you Google it just now? No, of course not. Oh, man, I was really getting yeah, ready no, to set I you up for failure. It. I Googled it. Because before the pod, Zach's like, oh, Kiwa Island, Hawaii. <laughs> and I was, in my head, I was like, I think that might be South Carolina. Then I was like, I think it might be South Carolina. I said it out loud. Zach's like, eh, pretty sure Hawaii. I'm like, 
<laughs> All right. Then I Googled it and I confirmed it was off the coast of South Carolina. I was toying with you. Now, can you guess the elevation? Um, zero. 13. 13 oh. feet. Yeah. I guess you do have to have like a mound so you aren't just walking on the water. That would be cool though. Could you imagine that golf course? It would suck. It would suck the ball. Yeah, it would suck it in <laughs> in the water. <laughs> it would do what now? It would suck the ball? <laughs> Stop. Stop right now. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Billy Pilgrim. You're, you are an ace. So if you want to do that, freewgt.com to download the app, uh, create a profile. Heck, you can even go in and join the BSN Country Club uh, where we have some folks there, and then get in on this closest to the whole challenge, CTTH, right, Ryan? That's what they say in the golf community. No one actually says that, but that's what they say <laughs> on uh, on WGT. Makes sense. Easy. Speaking of, we're within eight hours of my tea time here. No, I'm sorry, nine hours. Nine hours. Man, it's like you're going to be playing on Kiowa Island. Yeah. Yep. Or Common Ground Golf Course. We'll find some common ground at Kiowa Island. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. So, you guys know where Ryan's going to be. And if you can read the time right, you know when he's going to be there. If you want to get his autograph or something. I'll sign I'll sign him a couple <laughs> autographs. <laughs> Not too many, just a few. Uh, all right, y- your turn. Go. <sighs> what did I learn? No, just tell me. What do you want to talk about? What do I, I want to talk about downtown Fred Brown. Ah, or as he should be newly minted, touchdown Fred Brown. Touchdown Fred Brown. Started five for five, finished five for five. He was perfect on the day, 66 yards, one touchdown, and I think this is a guy who did not earn his way onto the 53-man squad, but I think he cemented a practice squad spot for himself, and it it is cool you know, as, as much as we say these preseason games are awful and we want to pull our eyeballs out, <laughs> it, it is cool to see uh, guys actually make their dreams come true in one of these games. And, and I think we saw that with him. Um, just he, he had a 25-yard play. He did the short stuff, did long stuff, made a perfect catch on what was a perfect throw from Kevin Hogan, even though people probably don't want to give him credit for it. It was a good throw, and this is a guy where, what, there was like four guys kind of all practice squad worthy. You had Stephen Dunbar Jr., him, Trinity Benson, uh, Kelvin McKnight. This is a guy with tonight's performance jumped out. Yep, he did. Uh, Touchdown Fred. Burst on the scene. (laughs) And he changed his name. And probably solidified himself on the practice squad. Maybe more of a conversation right now, Ryan. And that is, what the heck do you do with all these injured guys in in building your roster? (sighs) It's so weird how much harder these six to eight week injuries, and we're probably down to like like two to three week injuries at this point. Yep. In a lot of cases. It's so interesting what they have done and how much harder they have made the job for John Elway, Matt Russell, Vic Fangio as they build this roster. For me, I've said it all week, I would put Jake Butt on the the active IR. Uh, So that means he has to make the 53-man roster. Um, Interestingly enough, John Elway on the broadcast said that Theo Riddick is a candidate for that. What a nightmare. You bring in the guy. (laughs) 
what, four days later, he plays in a preseason game and he's out potentially for half the season. And how much did you give him? Two and a half mil? A mil, a mil right a up mil front? A mil guaranteed. <sighs> That's too much. You didn't, you didn't pay him $250,000 a day to practice. He's making the team. Yeah. You hope he doesn't have to go there. But if he does, I guess that might open things up for a Kalfani Muhammad who had another who had a great game tonight. Is Kalfani a D'Angelo Henderson? What by you mean he's very talented, but the coaching staff will neglect him the entire season? Exactly. And whether it's right or wrong that they neglect him, because heck, maybe the coaching staff was right. The the NFL would say that Vance Joseph was right holding D'Angelo Henderson out because, yes, he did come in and score that touchdown in the Week 17 game he played in, but then the Jets picked him up, then he was on their practice squad, he bounced around, didn't really play for them, and now I think he's a free agent right now. So is he one of those guys where, you know, he he flashed in the preseason. He, he did well tonight. He flashed in the Hall of Fame game, and then not much else, but he flashed and caught people's attention. And, you know, people probably think he's better than he is j- just to be honest so what's your question to me i don't know <laughs> it is Kalfani muhammad a guy where you can't you, you really don't want to let him go yeah uh, there's a dime a dozen right. um maybe not quite as fast as Kalfani, but like how different is Devonte jackson not At, that as as training camp's gone on i think we've seen that gap getting get shorter right and Devonte jackson is an undrafted rookie like alfani muhammad has experience in this league um albeit limited but just you know that that type of stuff there is a gap off the bat so i don't think alfani muhammad is in that in that category but he is explosive man and he he is one of three players that have truly explosive speed on the 90-man roster and it's philip Lindsay, and it's emmanuel sanders and it's him and list in my opinion uh, so I don't know if you are to do that with Theo Riddick, then maybe you keep him around as, as a true, you know, scat back. But again, it's not just there. It's not just Riddick. It's Andy Janovich too. Does Theo Riddick actually open up a spot for George Aston? Right. Exactly. And to me, when uh, the these six to eight week injuries on the surface, you're like, oh no, that means the Broncos have to cut. How, how many guys just in a ballpark? There's five of these guys with six to eight week injuries that that are tough. Then you're like, ah, oh, shoot, the Broncos have to cut five guys that they really want on their roster. These valuable fifty three man spots. That's what you initially think. Uh, with the bad drafts before the past two years. There's not that much great depth uh, on this team, just to be honest. And we've seen it throughout preseason. The depth is not good. Clearly showing you Arizona's depth is awful and terrible. I'm worried. Worried about my Cardinals. Uh Uh-oh. It's just, I'm actually worried about Kyler being in a bad franchise. Oh, now we're getting the excuses before week one even rolls around. We don't even know if Kyler's going to make the team. That's how, bad that, that's how bad their depth was. It made me question the quality of the entire organization. <laughs> Did you see Cliff out there? It was hard to find him. Yeah, he doesn't look like a booming figure. He looks like a bust. No, that's wrong. Yeah. He looks like a bust that's going to be in Canton. <laughs> outside of the, the – there's some busts outside of this stadium. Is he going to be there one day? <laughs> uh, no. 
He's not, but he could have been if they made if they made the right call. And then Kyler would be here too. Oh my god, I never <laughs> even thought of it that way. Well, no, probably not. Cuz Kyler still would have gone number 1 overall cuz he was the best player in the draft. Mm, he'd be with the Raiders. Yep. But that would suck. Him to Antonio Brown. Can you imagine, you know, <clears throat> obviously I wanted the Broncos to go to that that spread type of system because i'm so sick of seeing these inept offenses but can you imagine like how much worse cliff kingsbury's life would have been without kyler murray and like the freedom to do what he wanted because like if the broncos like i i don't know i should have thought it through more now that i like realize how stuck it like how obsessed they are with this offense like you bring in cliff kingsbury and you're like okay now do the Sean McVay thing where you like take this offense that we love so much and adapt it. And he's like, Oh no, that's not my thing. Like my thing is I just spread everyone out and throw the ball every play. And they're like, wait, what? No, we need you to be the young, good looking coach <laughs> who updates the old offense. Right. Yeah. It would have yeah. been bad. It would have been bad. But anyways, they're going to probably win the Super Bowl this year uh, down there. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's going to be them against Buffalo could be a big one your other team oh god the nfl would not want that arizona buffalo in miami is it in miami or are you just guessing it is. that's a guess no it's not in miami it's in dallas no yeah no it's not dallas it's not minnesota it's not new I york i think it actually might be arizona Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Home game, baby. That's free. Yeah, there'd be no one there, too. Home game Super Bowl. <laughs> it's going to take everyone like four hours to get there from Phoenix. That's got to be one of the worst home field advantages. Yeah, that uh, Miami was really bad in terms of the ones I've been to. Jacksonville's got to be pretty poor. Yep. You know Jacksonville? Random fact about Jacksonville. It's the largest city in terms of square miles in the uni- entire United States. That can't be true. <laughs> yep. I think so. I think so. I'm going to need you to get a Google. Uh, <laughs> a Google. How do, you, how do you Google that? Say, what is the largest city by area in the United States? Come on. An area in the US. USA. Here we go. And oh, what? Oh, that's <laughs> what? not the face that I. That's not the. I'm about to confirm my facts well, face. Well, because it's not giving me the United States right now. Let me see. Oh, what? Ryan, Ryan. Have you, you guess where Sitka is? Sitka. You said it's not the. Is it the United States? I don't know. Uh, Sitka. Sitka, probably in Russia. <laughs> That's exactly what I would guess. It's close to Russia. I don't know if you can see Sitka from Russia from your backyard, but it's Alaska. Ah. Alaska, so. I, I should have. So specified. You were talking about the mainland. See, that's exactly. why I gotta make. That's why exactly. I have to fact check you. I gotta you be did. the ombudsman. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. You ombudsman me correctly. Sitka <laughs> is the biggest in Alaska. Then you have Juneau, which is of course Alaska. Then you have Wrangell, which is of course Alaska. I think cousins the top of Wrangell. Three? And you have Anchorage. Top four. Top 
Four. How big is Alaska? Alaska is huge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it came out weird. <laughs> it's big. It's it's big. I think if you like take Alaska on a real map and put it over the United States, it's like sixty percent. Okay, but that's just BS. I'm so sick of these maps. <laughs> Period. This is, I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> maps. I'm so sick of these maps. Being like, hey, just so you know, this isn't true to size. <laughs> like, what is your point? What is your? Sp- I thought your whole th- your purpose was to show us what the world looks like <laughs> on a flat thing. It's really true. Why why don't they just make every other state or country not true to size? Like, make it make the United States. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this, like um, distortionists, like you know, if version. I would, if I would have done that, what is it? Fifth grade, I think I had to like memorize where states are and stuff, and maybe even draw them. I should have just, like, wrote a little asterisk in the top, not, <laughs> not true, true to size. Dude. And then it's like, the teacher's like, well, this is so off. And you're like, I gave you an indication it may be off. Yeah, it says right there in the key, <laughs> not true to size. Oh, man. It, dude, in seventh grade, I ha- we had to draw a whole world map from memory. World? World map. <laughs> from memory not true to size you were allowed to have note cards but they couldn't ha- you can't you couldn't draw on them oh that's you can only mis- write on them so you're writing directions yes wow colorado is the square next to oh my god worst part worst part of colorado is the shape that it's square it's it's rectangular rectangular but it makes it unique N- no it makes it the opposite of unique no, because how many other ones are square? Multiple. Rectangle. Multiple. Multiple? Yeah, you've got like North Dakota, South Dakota. Um, Utah is kind of a, a differently shaped. Utah's a rectangle. square with the square on it. It's rectangle. Rectangle. You know what? You're really getting these words tangled up. I should, I should probably look at a map soon. All I'm saying is that like Idaho is cooler than Colorado in one, one way, and it's that they're a better shape. John Elway. I thought you were going to say it's because John Elway has kind of a lake house there. What is it with Broncos quarterbacks? Uh, Jake Brock Plummer and Coeur d'Alene. Brock, Brock as well. Does he have an Idaho? Yep. Do these guys just go up to Idaho and chill? <laughs> <laughs> there was a report. I think it was that spring after, maybe it was a summer, probably a summer, after Brock denied the Broncos and, and left him and spurned him that Brock and John Elway, just ran into each other in Iowa or Idaho. How does that happen? I, don't, I mean, I don't know how big uh, Lake Coeur d'Alene is, mm. but I just, I at this point, I just believe all quarterbacks go there in the off season. If you see anyone jump off a bridge there, it's, well, I mean, like in a serious way, John, John always <laughs> like, no, I'm serious. Wait, what? <laughs> Maybe I should have said it differently. Can you rephrase? John jumps off a bridge into water into the lake. Oh, Every like year. He goes it's like cliff a, diving, it's like a but tradition. like bridge right, diving. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> came out wrong. Definitely came out pretty weird there. Okay. Um, what are we doing? <laughs> What's t- the point of this? talking about... <laughs> I'm trying to unravel it. I, just, I, got, I got tangled. I don't know. You got rectangled. I did. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, anyways, Chad Kanoff and uh, all that good stuff. <laughs> So who's the Broncos' backup quarterback? Check. <laughs> uh, Kevin Hogan. 
So Brett uh, Rippins left Jackanoff. No. <laughs> you have to no, at least it, like Well Jackanoff's gonna be cut too. So Brett Rippins just left left just like Jackanoff. <laughs> you have to at least like attempt to make I, it subtle. I did. How do you not understand that? He's just he just <laughs> left like like Kyle Sloter. Should Kyle be Sl- using Kyle Sloter for you instead? Kyle Sloter, man. Still has fans. Big fans in these parts. When was the last time he played here? Well, like, in a Broncos uniform. I believe that was 730 days ago. The same time that that Jamal Carter what, was getting his nickname? Yep. And people are still craving him? People are legitimately still off their rocker about the Broncos cutting Kyle Slaughter. It's wild. It really is. It'd be one thing if he had like played in a game. He's still right. yet to take an NFL snap, a real one. Is he? Th- he's not even the backup there, is he? No. Third string quarterbacks. And he gets half a million dollars. Just get. I get it. Like actually, I, I will one thousand percent give you that Kyle Sloter is better than Kevin Hogan or Brett Rippin or any of these guys. But it just it does. Let's come on. Let's move on. You seem very concerned about that noise. From <laughs> yeah, we had uh, something fall, something move, something scurry, oh God, might I say. Next time we do this podcast, I'm not coming by this freaking <laughs> mouse trap. Think we can get in that private room right next to us? The Univision room? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I asked about it, actually, and... No, no, keys were not handed yeah, to you. No, I didn't Man. Really. We're at the point of the night when, what is this show? It's a f- cartoon show, adult cartoon show. Don't act like you don't know is this. I know guy? when you're lying. It's a family yes, guy. it's family guy. Okay. okay. Well, there's a few. There's a few like this. For some reason, I was just I, uh, I was just trying to think of the theme song in my head, and for some reason, I the the theme song that popped into my head was Fairly Odd Parents. Wow, not not the same one. Not the right song. So hit me with it, with the Family Odd Parents one. Timmy is an average kid, but no one understands. understands. Mom and Dad and Vicky always giving his, his commands. commands. <laughs> that are, that's all the parts I remember. That's all I remember. Wow. Well, we did it. We got uh, honestly, completely naturally, we somehow got to another cartoon duet. <laughs> It's just it's a staple of the post game. I swear that wasn't planned. It wasn't planned. It wasn't planned. There's been a lot of unplanned singing just in in our community. Did uh, do you know the family guy one? It's kind of driving me crazy because it was just on mute so I couldn't hear it. I promise you. Now I the main guy, I I could have known family guy. Peter. But is that what it is? Peter. P O oh, Peter. Peter Griffin. I, that was terrible. I couldn't have told you his name. I couldn't I've never I haven't watched 5 minutes. A family guy ever. That you're kind of missing out. It's a pretty good cartoon. Yeah, the adult cartoons have never jibed with me. Okay. Never. You like any other sorts of adult entertainment? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a <laughs> stop. Whatever you're gonna say, just don't. It's time for this podcast to end. We we're pretty much we got an hour and we got an hour in the books. I think that's enough. It's one thirteen a.m. A whole hour and thirteen minutes. Before the last time we ended this podcast. Golf's in eight hours. I'll try and hit him straight, and then I'll come here and watch 
The Buffs lay a beat down. Good luck. Thank you. I got to see you on Saturday, so I have to wish you good luck. Yeah, you probably you probably don't want to see. You've never met um, Rocky Mountain Showdown Loss Ryan. Can you tell me what that was like last time? Couldn't remember. <laughs> it's been far too long. What was it, four years ago? 2015? I just think of that gif of the old woman. She's like, it's been 84 <laughs> years. Well, I hope your memories aren't refreshed. We really just like don't want to let go of this podcast. <laughs> We're having fun, but we really don't have anything else to talk about. We could update them on what's going on uh, with the paint on the field. We, we are- can update them literally on paint drying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> and got, everyone just tuned out. So we've got the full outline of the field. They've That's done a very done. good job getting rid of the the middle hashes. I can't believe they just spray paint it green and it's gone. They've kind of genius. They've tinted the uh, NFL 100 marks. Yeah, You're that very much that guy's lazy. I watched yeah. him do that. He's just like, I'm just gonna. I'm like, why did we do that? Just le- it would have looked better if you just left. He's it. like, I got a tea time at 9:30 at Common Grounds. Oh, it's Hunter. Oh. Anyways, um, they've got 40 – they've gotten – how many yard lines are there on a football field? How many yard lines? A hundred? No. I mean, like, the – 10, right? 10. Right. One. Yeah, 10. No, because – Let's count. Two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wait, hold 18. on. 18. One, two, three. 24. No, because it's every five. So there's 20. There's 20 yard lines that are painted on there. Do you see what I'm talking about? No. There's one at the 40. Yes. There's one in between. There's one at the 50. So they're almost done with those. They've no, not following. Okay. Not following. Well, there's 20, and they have 12 of them done. Oh, yes. I'm following. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, here comes number 13. They're about halfway. <laughs> All right, this podcast Who would have known? We love you guys. We will talk to you after cuts. Next time we talk to you, the 53-man roster will be official. Remember, this is your last chance ever in your life to use the code Broncos Camp. Broncos Camp, Broncos Camp, Broncos Camp. Bye. It's getting me down, waiting up for you. It's Allie and Lindsay here, and we want to talk to you about our new favorite wine subscription. It is Winester. The best thing about Winester is that they work with small wineries. 
You know BSN loves supporting small local businesses, and Weinster is just that, supporting real people making real wine. These guys will curate a hand-picked shipment for you from the best small wine producers in the U.S. So my favorite part about Weinster is the fact that I don't really know much about wine, and when I go to a liquor store, I tend to gravitate towards the same wine I've always had instead of trying something new. But with Weinster, they make the process so easy. That's exactly right, Allie. And from my perspective, you guys, I love wine and have tried so many different types of wine at different price points. And Weinster is not only easy, but it is quite literally some of the best wine I've ever tasted, and it makes for an amazing gift. What's also ideal about Weinster is that you can pick your shipments based on your schedule. That's right, Allie. So whether you're a casual drinker or you love hosting parties, you can get your shipment based on your lifestyle. So head to their website today, you guys. That's W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R, Weinster.com. We've got BSN25 promo code for you, and you can save $25 off your first order. 